0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass.
1: I started to believe and that was the biggest thing. So once I started to truly believe and see myself as an entrepreneur, as a full-time influencer, that's when everything else just fell into place.
0: Tamar Guerrier started her blog nearly a decade ago as a way to keep herself entertained on lunch breaks. She was a nurse at the time, and the demands of the job had her searching for an outlet to talk about the things she loved, style, beauty, wellness, and life. Tamar has a knack for creating the content she wanted to see in the space, but no one was doing it. So as she says, Tamar decided to become her own light. Tamar recently took her blog, Musings of a Curvy Lady, and workfluencer Side Hustle to full-time status, and I'm so eager to hear how that transition has felt for her. We're digging into how she knew she was ready for full-time, the mindset blocks that came with a pivot out of her nursing career, and her advice for the women waiting to shine to become their own light. I've followed her for years. We've actually met in person, and so I am excited to have her today on the Gold Digger podcast. Here is Tamar
1: Garrier. All of you guys, you guys were awesome and super inspiring. And you said after, like, Tamar, you you belong on this panel. Yeah. And, and I was just like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, you belong on this panel. And I, I never forgot that. So this mm-hmm. is wild that I'm here talking with you now.
0: <laughs> and here you are, center stage, where oh. you were meant to be all along and... Gosh, like, it's just incredible watching your journey unfold and, you know, kind of catching up with you in your DMs. I am just so excited to walk through what, you know, your recent life has looked like. And I think there is no better time to talk about all these transitions and things that yeah. you have gone through, especially in such a critical period of all of our lives. And so let's catch everyone up to speed. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Where does your story and journey to becoming a full-time blogger begin? Because this, what we're seeing is chapter 22, right? Right, Take me back to the beginning. I
1: feel like, you know, the old lady in Titanic, like it was 84 years ago. It feels like it's been, I, I was 23 years old when I was working in the ICU at one of the top hospitals in the World, Mayo Clinic. And I thought this was it. You know, I grew up, you know, academics were really important to get a secure job. That's how you were going to find success, stable success, I should say. And I'm first generation American. My parents are both from Haiti. So I thought working at this top hospital on this amazing floor with this amazing team was it. And I was such a yes man. Like I I wanted to do everything for everybody. I wanted to show that I was a team player. And because of that, I got burnt out really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just found myself like having panic attacks going into the hospital to my shift. And I was like, I remember on my lunch break, just I'm like, I want to do something fun. I want to I always love style and fashion. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I want to start a blog. And I remember telling my coworkers, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do it. And that's how it started. I was working in the ICU. And then I just needed something creative to kind of like balance out the manic <laughs> and the mayhem wow. that was my everyday life. And it was what you, you call a side hustle for the longest time. And as i you know became bigger and i grew my following on instagram and facebook and all this all these things i just never saw myself as a full-time influencer blogger because mm-hmm. i went to school to be a nurse i have my career i have i have my role in the world you know mm-hmm. and i just thought this was a really cool side hustle. Like, this is cool that I get to do th- these fun things and I get paid from time to time. Like, wow, this is awesome. And then I started to feel like my content just was at another level where I felt like I could be doing this full-time and people were thinking I was doing it already uh, People just exactly. assume that I was. And then when I told them like I couldn't make it an event or I could I just, you know, got home from my shift, they're like, wait, you still work at the hospital? I'm like, yeah, I just finished the 13 hour shift and I have to post this sponsored post <laughs> And like 30 minutes. <laughs> but can I call you back after getting like a little nap? And that got old real quick, but it still didn't click for me to have the confidence to really believe that I could do it. And It's wild because in the last like two years, my mind, my brain, my perspective started to change because it was no longer, I stopped treating it as a side hustle. And I Mm, think that's my biggest regret for treating it as a side hustle for so long and not seeing the potential that everyone else could see brands and all these people, all my friends in the industry. They could see it, but I couldn't see it i couldn't I couldn't let go of nursing. How could I let go of something that I worked so hard for? I was still paying loans you know for school like how can I let this go? I don't have the typical influencer story, and I think that that held me back because I don't come from any generational wealth or how to start a business or this or like i this is a hobby. it was always a hobby and I never had like a mentor or something to like, how do I even do this? So I Mm -hmm. never believed I could. And it was after having a conversation with my boyfriend at the time that said like, you already are are doing it. And (laughs) I can see that your love for it is kind of being affected because you're dealing with all the stress of, you know, of nursing. And Taylor, my photographer would say the same thing. They're like, you would just like... I can't even imagine what you could do if you had the time to focus on your creativity because it's being stifled right now and you don't even know it. And we had gone on this trip (laughs) and I just had the best time because it was seven days of just creating content and doing, doing what I do just naturally. And I was like, I wish I could do this all the time. I wish I could do this all the time. And she's like, why not? Why can't you? And then we wrote out our manifestations for the year Mm. and we're like, okay, 2020, this is it. This is it. It was was literally like we had the game plan. We were going to make this happen. And I started to believe and that was the biggest thing. So once I started to truly believe and see myself as an entrepreneur, as a full-time influencer, that's when everything else just fell into place. But it was just crazy because it happened in the year 2020. And we all know what 2020 was. So it was, it's so mind-blowing because I was like, it's so simple, the concept. Just believe. <laughs> right. Just believe. <laughs> you know, just, you know, snap Like all those posters say yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I just always yeah. like, oh, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. But I started to loathe my nursing job. Like I, and the stress of working in a pandemic in the the front lines, I hated it. I hated feeling replaceable. I hated feeling that at any moment my life could change. I could be carrying something that could potentially kill me or my family, my loved ones, and no one would care. And they would just send in another nurse. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, I just didn't feel I saw for the first time that I wasn't really appreciated and I gave 11 years of my life to this profession at this particular hospital. And I just felt like I got to get out of here. It's going to kill me. And I, (laughs) I had a game plan and then obviously the pandemic changed all that, but I still stayed the course. Mm -hmm. I didn't let What I worked so hard to to start believing, I didn't let the pandemic like just wash that belief away. Because I worked so hard to get this to this point that I could do it, that I was like, I have to. This is the time. Of course, I would have to go full time during a pandemic. There would (laughs) there would be no other way. Of course, I would have to do it. Being extra dramatic the way that I am. So, (laughs) yeah. So here I am. I resigned in mid-March. And so it's been just a couple of months full-time, but I am the happiest I've ever been. Mm. And I wish I did it sooner, but I'm just so glad that I'm here today, like where I'm at, like I've learned so much.
0: It's so amazing to me. And I feel like, and I can only assume too, that you've done a lot of unpacking around that belief. And, and maybe too, you know, I think for a lot of us that do have that formal education, we work really hard towards this something. And then the something isn't, it doesn't feel right. And we wonder, you know, like, where did I go wrong? Or maybe I'm just not, you know, feeling it in the right way or things like that. And I think too, for women specifically, so much of our identity is found in in what people assume of us once they Mm -hmm. hear about what we do or our title. You know, what have you found in kind of unpacking a lot of those things that were holding you back? Because I honestly think that every single female entrepreneur has felt those things.
1: I had a lot of pride in being a workfluencer. I had a lot of pride that I was you know, people considered, thought I was full-time when I wasn't. And they thought my content was that high quality that they just assumed. So I I took pride in balancing and having this crazy hectic schedule. Yeah, And that I just had so much pride in being a nurse. You know, that's what I went to school for. My, My mom and my dad, you know, left, you know, Haiti to give us a chance, a better chance than they had. And I was the first of my family to graduate college. So I just I just couldn't let go of that identity. It was instilled in me before I even like knew nursing was a career because yeah. I always took care of people. I always was a caregiver in one way or another. I have a brother with severe autism that I just always advocated for him since he was a kid. And, and because my mom's accent. She always felt intimidated going to hospitals and mm-hmm. things like that. So I I was always there. I was very familiar with the hospital early on in my life. And I took pride in that. So when it changed for me was when I started to not enjoy the creative part of my life, yeah. because the creative part was what it started because I needed something to make me happy again because nursing was just so intense. So it was just burning me out. So when I started feeling overwhelmed and drained from the thing that was supposed to be like inspiring, like light my fire, I knew that something had shifted and I needed to change how I saw success because my version of success was deeply rooted in cultural views, being a black woman, being, you know, a child of immigrants in America is deeply rooted in having academic success, stable Mm -hmm. success, lawyer, doctor. Those were the options, you know? And like, honestly, my mom, it's so funny. My mom would always say like at first she didn't understand what I was doing, like taking photos and yeah. really like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this, like you're <laughs> how does this work? Time. Yeah. Yes. And she would tell people instead of like me, like applying to grad school. Oh, you know, she's going to take her time to apply. But she's going, she's going to go to med school. She's going to go to get her graduate degree. And I'm like, mom, stop telling people that I'm doing this blogger thing. Okay. And she just like cringed, cringed. It was like mortifying for her because it's like, why did I come to this country for you to just take photos on the side of the street? Like, what are you doing? And it's just so funny now that she's so proud (laughs) and tells all of my family, it's changed. The vision, the version that identified as success, it doesn't have to be this role that I feel like a lot of Black women, especially- children of immigrants feel that they have to go into. It's so hard to be supported in a creative career because there's so much risk and we don't do risk. (laughs) We do stable. We do things that we know are going to work for us. And that's, you know, careers in medicine and law and politics, whatever it is. So when I started to believe that I could choose success Just as much success as I did through school and in my career as a nurse, as an influencer, it helped me to prove it to my mom. And I think proving it to her was so important in me realizing that I can make any doubter a believer because Mm -hmm. my mom was the biggest doubter, not because she didn't believe in me, you know, she didn't support me, but she just wanted me to be okay And she just knew my story is I'm not this other thin blogger over here who has like all these different, you know, opportunities in front of her. My road is going to be a lot harder. Why choose this road when you have something that you've already worked hard for and it's here? So it was crazy to think that I would leave nursing (laughs) for something that would be so risky, unstable, you know, You know, in comparison. So I think that was a huge thing in changing my idea. What is success? Because success will yeah. look differently on different people. And yeah. once you figure out what it looks like on you, go with it, follow it, and just make it your own. Own your version of that definition. Oh,
0: I mean, I think that is so powerful. And I think too you know, those cultural aspects have got to be so ingrained within you. And, you know, choosing to shed some of the belief patterns that your parents have held is often a really challenging thing. And you question, you know, am I doing the right thing or am I going in the right direction? And How many mental rehearsals did you have (laughs) about that conversation with your mom uh, when you had decided to go full time? I feel like mental rehearsals with those conversations, like taking the leap are things that keep us up at night for months on end.
1: (laughs) I got to the point where I was just so determined. I didn't care what she thought. Like I I didn't care. And I was I knew she just saw what I was doing. Look what I did. Look what I've done with all this on my plate. How else can I prove it to you? You know, I knew she's a very stoic person. She's not like a huggy, like, I love you. I'm proud of you. She's never, you know, not that kind of woman. When my mom gives me commendation in any way, I'm just, I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so when I told her, she's like, I know you can do it.
0: That's what she said.
1: I know you can do it. it. That was it. I was like, yeah, as long as you're on, like you're good and you don't tell family anymore that I'm going to med school. (laughs) Like I'm good. Like it's okay for me not to go down that route. And it's so funny since I've gone full time and I made that announcement. Because going to grad school, being a nurse practitioner was like the ultimate for Haitian women, like for a Haitian mother to have a daughter who's a nurse practitioner, like, oh my gosh. And so my mom never had that. She's like, oh, she's she's doing this blogging thing, this blogging. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh. Like she's just so ashamed. And it's so funny now. I've had cousins and like childhood friends who are nurse practitioners yeah done very well in their academic careers but they've also started side hustles you know along yeah. the way and reaching out like I want to do what you did how do I mm. do it mm. like they want what i had like it's crazy yeah. <laughs> you're kidding me like your mom oh. would die right now like, <laughs> like you're going to go leave to be a nurse practitioner, to like be a blogger, influencer, like that's wild to me. And I'm just so proud that I stuck to my guns and yeah. that I could see success in this way because it's like visibility matters. If I can do it, someone who is struggling with that idea, that concept, that notion, I'm proof. I'm proof you yeah. can do it. I'm proof. I'm telling you, you can do it. If I literally, I know I would hear people say this. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm like, no, yeah. we're not the same. <laughs> we are not the same girl. Yeah. And let me tell you the ways. But I I truly believe if I can do it, you can do it. I was, <laughs> it was the most trial-filled year of my life in more ways than one, 2020. I'm working the pandemic my father who had been absent in my life for the last 10 years comes back in the middle of the pandemic with stage four pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. And in like a week's time, I'm angry at him. I'm angry at my life. Like here I am taking care of someone who decided to just not care for me or my family or my mom. And Reconciling and forgiving him and helping him get treatment. So I'm doing that. I'm reconciling with my father. I'm working full time at the hospital. I fall in love for the first time mm-hmm. and subsequently have my heart broken. I, <laughs> all within like months, no days of each other, like I remember when I broke up with my boyfriend. Two days later, my dad died and I was just so shaken. I was like, how can the most trial-filled personal year of my life be such a contrast to my my career, my success that I'm having mm-hmm. with my creative life? How is this? I always thought that everything would have to just work together. You know, it would be yeah. perfect circumstances to make the sleep. I would never think that <sighs> reuniting with my father, taking care of him for the last 8 months of his life and then <laughs> ending things with someone that I, you know, I still care about would still be the time yeah. for me to to go full time. And no one knew, no one knew. I, this is like the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> I haven't, I never shared this with my audience because it was heavy stuff. And then we were dealing yeah. with the whole pandemic and black lives matter. And I'm, I'm dealing with like racial trauma being triggered and PTSD. Like it was insane. But I remember my friend telling me like, Dreams don't come true during perfect circumstances. Like Mm. who who said you going full time would have to happen with roses and rainbows and daisies? Mm. Who said? Who said that that's how it was supposed to be? You are here. Don't let this stop you. Like it just, this is your story. This is your story. And it's going to be, mean so much more. Because of what you've gone through and not just what you've gone through the last 11, 12 years, this past year and a half alone, like with my dad and my ex and working the pandemic is just wild that despite all of that, I still was like, I'm going to do this. And that's what I, when I say, if I can do it, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm getting emotional because I truly believe that. If I can do it, you can do it. And you truly have to just just lean into the discomfort. And every bad day has a cutoff time. Mm -hmm. And you've survived so many bad days already. So you can do it. You can do more. And you can survive and thrive and have... Wonderful success, even in times of heartache, even in times of like the whole world was dying. The whole world was so divided. Everything hurt. And yet I felt myself like, wow, I I can't, I can't wait another moment. Mm. I have to do it. So it's more than just belief, yeah, and feeling you have, you have to change your definition on how you're you're gonna make your dreams come true. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be smooth. It's going to be hard, but it can still happen. And my friend Taylor, we were, you know, that game, We're Not Really Strangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we play that from time to time. And she asked me, one of the questions was, what would you name this part, this, this chapter in your life right now? What would the name of the chapter be? And, I was completely blown. Like threw me for a loop. I started crying, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought about it, and I said sandpaper. Mm. And sandpaper because oh, when you are, you just rub sandpaper against your skin. It's going to hurt. It's rough. Mm. It's it's going to bleed. It, it's going to leave. It could leave scars. But then I think about just keep going. You have to get, get to that point where that sandpaper can also reveal something beautiful underneath. Like it, it it takes a lot of pain and a lot of work and a lot of, you know, effort to get to that point. And there is no doubt that they're going to feel some pain, no doubt. But at the end, you know, sand reveals a beautiful pearl, you know, like when you put heat against, you know, element, you can have diamonds, you know, pressure can reveal amazing things within you that you didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. And so this was sandpaper. This chapter in my life was sandpaper. Like I know I'm going through it right now. I'm still going through it, but it's going to reveal something way more beautiful and it's going to be worth all the pain and all the like missed chances and happenings (laughs) like this, it was supposed to be this way and it was supposed to happen right now. So it's okay (sighs) to be in your sandpaper chapter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Before I had a team of humans to help me run my growing business. I had a team of tools. Actually, I still have a massive toolbox of programs and apps and software that help me automate big and little tasks that keep my business running. Even when I'm not. When I need a specific tool for a specific task, my first stop is AppSumo, the leading digital marketplace for entrepreneurs. I was just exploring the extensive AppSumo catalog for new tools to implement before I go on maternity leave and got super excited about a few options in particular. There's Query. It's a tool for automating client and customer feedback. Think survey, but way more innovative with video response options. Then there's TidyCal to help you streamline bookings, which is key if you're balancing coaching sessions or podcast interviews or really anything that requires syncing up with another person to find a time that works. It's only $19 for lifetime access. From social video tools to email templates, video content creation programs and more, AppSumo is the best way to automate all of the busy work that comes with running a business so you can boost your productivity, scale beyond your skill set and focus on what matters most to you. As a special bonus, AppSumo is giving $20 in free credits to the first 500 Gold Digger listeners who visit social.appsumo.com slash gold digger. That's social.appsumo.com slash gold digger for $20 in free AppSumo credits. I mean, it's incredible knowing this context, right? Because we see, you know, the amazing announcement posts or, or when people launch something or, you know, we right. see those beautiful highlights and it's like we can rally and celebrate with the best of them. But Context provides so many clues. And I think what's so incredible is your ability to cling to this compelling future, this idea of the redefinition of success for yourself, for maybe what you visualized for your future, even in the midst of uncertainty and turmoil and heartbreak. And I think that it's such a gift that entrepreneurship affords us, right? To, to imagine something different, something better, something where we can take more control, especially in a world that is, is so out of our control. And I mean, I just commend you for clinging to that vision so strongly that circumstance didn't shake you? Because I think a lot of people would say, you know, I'm just going to wait or I'm going to wait till this is better. I'm going to wait till this. And I think that, you know, you were done waiting, right? Like it it was almost a decade in the making. Like your waiting (laughs) period
1: was done. If I waited during good times, relatively good times, you think I'm like, no, 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 I need no, I need the next chapter. No. I need to, I need to do this. Oh
0: Well, and I mean, too, what a beautiful illustration that like we're writing our stories, right? Like mm-hmm. even in those terrible, awful, get me out of here moments, our stories are being written and it's like, are we, is the pen in our hand or are we kind of leaving it up to the universe? And I think that, you know, it's just beautiful how you could see even in one of the most challenging seasons of your life, you're like, no, I'm writing like I, the pen is in my hand. And I think that's just so beautiful. I want to know, you know, you have this traditional job, you have security, you have benefits, you have hopefully a 401k, you have all of these things, right, that we work and we're kind of conditioned to work towards in our lives. What kind of things did you do to prepare you know, to give yourself that confidence to make the leap. Because I think a lot of times it's sometimes those like minute logistics that can really hold you back. So talk to me about that. (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: man, one was becoming an LLC and like S Mm escort. I was like, oh Mm -hmm. snap. Like, so the belief of the business is very important, but then the actual business And that's Mm -hmm. where I struggled because I don't know anything. Like I'm like literally coming from this like completely different world. I love creating. I could do that all day. But guess what? You also have to do the business side. And finding myself like just learning and going on Google and just scrolling and learning and asking. And that's what helped me to like quiet the fear. So with each fear that I had about the business going full time, it was because it was something I didn't know. The unknown scared me. And so once I got enough information where I I wasn't an expert and I'm still not, but just enough to feel like, okay, I got this. It quieted the fears and the noise that I couldn't do this. And it helped like raise up that little voice like, yeah, you could do this. This is happening. This is one step closer to you going full time. So Mm -hmm. that was essential for me. And then getting my my financial stuff in order as far as invoices, how I track that, because honestly, I was just doing it myself. And I would forget if someone owed me money or not. And like this, you know, I still had a job, you know, that would always pay yeah. me. Like, I'm like, I need to get serious about this because this is going to be the money that is going to support me now. I don't have, you know, this stable paycheck coming anymore. This, I need to be on top of it. So, finally getting QuickBooks. <laughs> yes. I remember talking about getting I was so afraid of it. I was so yes. afraid
0: of it's QuickBooks. It's intimidating. It, it still is. is to this day. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. And I'm just so thankful. I have amazing friends in my life who are helping me still yeah. as I navigate my way. Honestly, it was just signing up for it that literally quieted the noise. I, yeah. I thought it was just gonna be this huge thing. And I was like, oh, it's just $35. Oh my, okay. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I feel like... My whole life, I got my whole (laughs) life together now. And, you know, just taking the time to do the stuff that I don't like, the creative stuff I got down, but the the invoicing, Mm -hmm. the paperwork, that stuff is not fun. And that's what always prevented me from going full time. I'm like, if I just get a system down, yeah, then... I just have to do it one time, do all this work one time, and then I can do whatever I want. You know, it'll be yeah. fine. So, but you have to put in the work to do this one thing to make the system work for you so that your finances will be okay. So once I had that, I felt like, okay, I'm I had a couple of months of doing that, and I felt okay, I'm good. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting used to doing this. Then it was like preparing to leave nursing because my prayer to God was. Please, if you can provide me with income before I leave nursing of my yearly annual income, if I can have that before I quit, I will do it. I will do it no matter what. And that was a lofty goal for me because I was like, <laughs> I said that prayer thinking he wasn't going to do it.
0: <laughs> and, and then he delivered.
1: I know. And I was just like, oh, you showed out. Now I got to sh- show up. You know, I got yeah. I got to show up and, you know, work along with this prayer that I said. And I said, if you do this, I will do it. You know, if you provide me with income, I didn't think I would ever get because it was something I never got. You know, I never got a paying job, one paying job that would cover my mortgage, let alone, you know, my whole yearly annual salary as a nurse. So I just thought it was impossible. But I was like, all right, if you do this, I'll do it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and he provided. And I was so shook. I was so shook. I was just like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I have exactly what I, the security, Mm. that's what it was. I I needed the security, that one little bit of being my mother's daughter. (laughs) Don't just do something foolishly. Like you don't have, you can't risk that. So having that annual income already done, called for, like I already got it in the bank, that made me feel so Secure and better about my chances of not only going full time, but succeeding in going full time because I felt like I had that cushion where I'm good already. I have it. So everything else that I make this year is only going to benefit and add towards that. So it was a huge boost to my confidence Mm -hmm. and the fact that I had. This brand, this huge brand, believe that I was worth this amount of money. And that was another thing that I was totally selling myself short. Oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) you're like,
0: dang it. Can I go back and renegotiate every past contract?
1: Please. (laughs) And, you know, it all started because of Blackout Tuesday during the pandemic when all these brands, everybody was getting called out, you know? And I didn't realize how much I was shortchanging myself because I just thought this is what I could do. This is the best I could do. And then I'm like seeing what's really happening behind the scenes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I was like, I'm like quadrupling times 10 my prices because Mm -hmm. y'all been getting a discount and I didn't even know I was given. And it was a huge confidence boosting to feel like, okay, okay, They know I'm worth this. So I'm going to ask for it. What's the worst that can happen? They can say no or they say yes. So just ask. And you do great work believing that I was worth that money. Like I know I do good work, but I was still just settling because I just felt like I I needed to get my foot in the door. No, Tamar. You've done the work. You've proven that you do good quality. That's the reason why they're coming to you you now have power in your hands i didn't know i could like negotiate like that yeah making so many mistakes over the years has helped me get to a point where i am not afraid to ask yeah because the worst that you can do is say no and guess what i could say no too that's, exactly. that's something that I realized too. I have the power to, to walk away. And that was huge walking away from something that I really wanted, but they weren't willing to pay me my rate. Yeah.
0: It's so awesome. You sharing this because I think that For so many people, like entrepreneurship, we're creative people, right? Like we genuinely and generally start businesses out of this like passion. And it's funny, I remember seeing like these pie charts of like what you think I do versus like Uh what I actually do. And like the actual passion piece really in terms of entrepreneurship is generally like five to ten percent of the time. And then invoicing and emailing and and you know, accounting and and marketing and all of those other things. And it's amazing hearing your story because I think that so many people can relate where they have this passion. And sometimes too, it's really scary to monetize your passion, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Because you're like, am I still going to feel the same way when I rely on this to pay my electric bill? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a really valid fear. But I love too, how it's like each step that you took in legitimizing your dream gave you that confidence necessary to be willing and ready to take the leap with confidence. And I think that's beautiful because it's like, it's kind of like what you said, like just signing up for QuickBooks gave you that boost of confidence. And it took you what, five minutes and $30, but it's those things that we like dread and put at the bottom of our to-do list for Mm -hmm. months Mm -hmm. and that steal our time where we could be moving forward and progressing. And I just, I think that's so... Amazing. You sharing that. I want to know, when did you have this moment? Cause I, I have to believe that you've had it and I could be wrong, but where you realized, wait, I'm doing this well, and I'm only devoting, you know, 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week or whatever you were doing while balancing your full-time job. And you have this moment of realization, like, what could I do if this was all I did? What was that moment for you? Because I feel like that is such a pivotal moment from side hustle to full time.
1: Yeah. I was asked to speak on a panel as an expert. And I was like, why? And I, after the panel, the panel was amazing for my confidence because I had like an outer body experience where I could see myself from the audience yeah, and I was like, girl, you look like, you know what you're talking about. You look like this expert that they say, like you sound like, you know what you're doing. And I was like, because I, I do, I do. In a sense, you know, mm-hmm. I have my niche and it was crazy because it felt so natural, very conversational yeah. And it was actually with your friend, Natalie, Frank, like she she oh, came to yes. Jacksonville and she kicked off 2020 on the tour in Jacksonville. And I was one of the panelists and I was just like, why does she, like, why do they want me?
0: <laughs> Can and- I just say I told you so from all those years ago <laughs> when I said you belong
1: here? I like, know. I'm sorry. Did. I got to steal that moment. <laughs> you did. You, oh. you did. And I, I, I mean, I didn't even believe in myself because... I just thought being invited by create and cultivate was the ultimate, you know? I yeah. never thought like I would be considered someone that would be asked to be on a panel like that. And so I finished this panel with Natalie and she just like congratulates me and I'm like, what? like I didn't I didn't do anything. Like I just feel like I just was talking about, you know, I'm talking about this passion and, you know, and I was asked this question, why haven't I gone full time? And this is before the pandemic. And I said, the same thing I mentioned earlier about my definition of success. Right now, yeah, nursing and being a creative works for me. I have this job that pays for my insurance and it, I don't have to think about it. And I have this amazing, you know, creative job that allows me to bring in supplemental income and it works until it doesn't this is my version of success. And that will change for over time. And for each one of you, I didn't realize it was going to change so quickly for me because a couple months later, the world (laughs) shut down (laughs) and I had to change my idea of what success was. And that panel helped me to feel like I could do this full-time in such a way that People would actually want to hear what I had to say. After the panel, people were like, Do you have a course? Do you teach? And mm. I'm like, What? I was like, <laughs> What? And my friend Darren, who has been telling me for years, he's like, Tamar, you're literally sitting on so much information. They, there's so many people who are sitting in your shoes that have this side hustle and they have this career that they, you know, went to school for, like, how do I transition? Like you, you should teach, you should talk about this. You should do a little course. And I'm like, no, no, no. You know, I'm not Jenna Kutcher, you know, hey. <laughs> you know? like who, who do I think I am? And I'm like, I, I got, I don't have time for that. And so when I kept on getting requests for a course for, do I teach? Do I have a mentorship? Do I have anything? And I'm like, if I had the time, if I mm. only had the time to, because right now I only have the time to do what I'm doing, anything extra, I'm napping so I can have some energy <laughs> to do it all. But right now, if I had, if I could do this full time, I would have enough time to just openly be creative and not worry about a schedule to balance nursing. Nursing is not even in the picture. That means Mm -hmm. I have seven days, not in the (laughs) hospital, not flip-flopping my sleep schedule, not, you know, you know, worried about if I left the hospital and I killed somebody or not, you know, like I don't have to worry about any of that. The only focus is what I want to do creatively. And I was like, wow, that was a a huge moment. Mm -hmm. I need the time to make this happen. Things have to change. I cannot get to that point while carrying nursing on my back. Like it's at this point, it's holding me back. Nursing was helping me for so long to support what I was doing, but it quickly changed and it was holding me back. When that happened, I realized, okay, you served your purpose and I'm so thankful, so thankful and best believe i am renewing that license i'm keeping up all, <laughs> all of my Aww. all of my requirements because i am not i work too hard for that degree okay yeah. so i have to let that go thank you for what you've done for me yeah i appreciate it but it's time for a new dream and it's time for a new career and i have to give this a chance because mm. i was allowing myself to be okay with the, not that I was mediocre, but I was just, I was okay. I settled like this is, this amount of success was okay for me. And because I have nursing, I'm busy, you know, I can't do it all. You know, it was kind of like a crutch, you know? Oh, I I can't get a brand deal like that. Or I can't do something like that because, you know, I work as a nurse, you know, I can't, it was a crutch and the crutch got old. So, I threw it away. (laughs) I threw away the crutch. And like, now I'm like, okay, I want to do it all. I want to do it all, Jenna. I want to do it all. And it's amazing to think like, holy crap, I have so much time to do it now. I'm like, this is what they were talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, it's amazing because you should be so proud of yourself. Like you should really, you know, I hope I hope that in this newfound time that you have, that you've taken a moment to just really look at your own journey and the guts that you had and the planning that you did and the work that you put in. And it's just, it's something that I think every single person listening can just celebrate and like come alongside and be like, heck yes, you did it. And I, for one, cannot wait to just watch what unfolds when you allow yourself that space and time and freedom that you've claimed for yourself. Really, I think it's just, it's so beautiful. And I want everyone right now to go and look at your work and you and, and to see your spirit just exude. You have this energy that literally just like comes off of the screen where can everybody find you and follow along with this journey and watch where it goes?
1: Yeah. So you can definitely go to my website. I think that's like the treasure trove of everything musings of a curvy lady. So that's musings of a curvy And I wanted to celebrate, you know, this new part of my creative journey. So it's a whole new rebrand I love it so much and there you can find me on Instagram at musings of a curvy lady you can also find me at the creative chase podcast um, my friend Taylor and photographer we started this in the middle of the pandemic and it was so therapeutic so definitely check that out and you can also find me on Pinterest and Twitter all at the same handle and one thing I'm really excited about doing next year is I'll be leading a body positive trip to Bali for my followers. And I'm so excited. It's happening next August and people are still able to book a spot right now. There's still a few spots left. So if you want to have an amazing time in a beautiful country and be with like-minded women and learning to debunk all the negativity that we've been groomed and you know, soul to believe as our only option when it comes to views of beauty, definitely come to this trip. It's going to be life changing. So, yeah, musings of a curvy lady. That's where you can find me. yes, I'm a part of that family. It's
0: a good one. <laughs> I am just so, so honored to have the chance to hear the behind the scenes of this big leap and, you know, I was in the front row cheering you on when you announced, but I knew that there's always more, there's always more to the story. So just thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability and just for showing up because I think that, you know, we often compare chapter one to chapter 22, but knowing all that went into such a big move and a bold move and a beautiful move really gives people permission to start taking those tiny little steps that start moving them forward. So thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jenna. This episode felt like a soul session.
0: I mean, so many of us have worked so hard to get to where we are, but There's so many commonalities in our stories, lack of confidence, belief, changing of identity and titles, family relationships, and what people will think. And I think what's so beautiful about what Tamar shared is that all of your circumstances don't need to be aligned in order to pursue your passion. In fact, I'd argue that you need to create a compelling enough future for you to follow through on even when times get tough. Tamara's story is so inspiring, but it's not just her story. It could be yours too. I love how she said with so much conviction, if she can do it, so can you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And thank you so much for supporting this show. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals.